This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Um, let's talk about this one then. The Department of Health has confirmed the first case of a new COVID-19 subvariant known as EG. Uh, point F or just EGF, uh, EGF rather EG5, um, and it's uh, also known as Eris. The new variant was uh, found within a sample uh, taken from a patient in Gauteng. Earlier this week, the SA Medical Association said that uh, the Omicron EG5 has a high transmission rate. However, this does not mean it has severe symptoms. Let's find out more. Fostam Hale speaks on behalf of Department, the National Department of Health. He's on the line. Good morning to you, Mr. Mahale. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. So, so just tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, this new variant in the sense of how it was, how it came to light for the department, how it came to the department's attention. Good morning, Titi, and good morning to powerful listeners, and thanks uh, for this opportunity. Yes, as the Department of Health can confirm that uh, the same variant, uh, which is uh, called uh, EG.5, otherwise unofficially called ERIS, uh, which is uh, dominant in uh, other countries like Europe, Japan, and other countries of the world, uh, it has been detected uh, in the country, uh, I think, uh, almost two months ago, so that's why even when we keep on telling people to say for now, they don't need to worry. It's a subvariant of, it's one of the subvariants of Omicron. It's not only this one. There are a lot of uh, subvariants mm. of Omicron. But the fact that this is um, it's making the headlines in other parts of the world, as uh, the country also needed, we felt that we need to mm. uh, be transparent to say, yes, we also did uh, uh, detect uh, one of these uh, cases around the country. But uh, yes, uh, other stakeholders they did uh, confirm that uh, there's no need for pain, for the public to panic. We want to emphasize that, but that does not mean we must lower our guard because as of now, based on the evidence or information that we have, it doesn't pose a serious health risk, uh, especially because uh, most of the South, South Africans, mm. they've vaccinated, they've developed uh, immunity. But uh, because the variants, they change, they, they mutate from time to time, mm. uh, they change from less severity to high severity. But we say for those who are not yet vaccinated, they must vaccinate. Those who have not got their full booster shots, they can come forward and get the booster shots. Oh, the, and those still, you know, it's been a while since we've spoken about those, but the, um, those still remain available at uh, clinics and hospitals for free. Yes, that's still available at our public health facilities, clinics, and hospitals. Mm. Now, uh, in as far as uh, the patient that uh, the variant was detected in, uh, they said a sample was taken. What would have been the circumstances or the reason why a sample would have been taken here? Was it somebody presenting with a, a certain or particular uh, symptoms, or what would have been the reason for this? Yeah, remember in the country currently we are in uh, what we call the flu season, mm. and uh, if you remember that uh, the uh, COVID-19 uh, symptoms are similar to a uh, flu season, so the research did not stop, the expert did not stop uh, uh, doing the the sampling and the research around the variants. Hence, we said that this uh, EG.5 is one of many variants uh, mm. that uh, they have uh, discovered. They discovered the SBB 1.5, SBB 1.9. There are so many that they found. So mm. this was one of those that they. They, they detected during their ongoing random sampling of uh, mm. uh, of the research around COVID-19. Hence, they had to 
quickly uh, alert the department to say this is what they observed and this is what is currently uh, making the headlines in other parts of the world. So we need to be aware. We need to know just like other countries. So what is the approach once you have now detected um, a, a case such as in this one? Uh, does that now necessitate taking more samples around the country? No, 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 not really. But our scientists will continue to uh, to be to look out for more okay. uh, similar, uh, 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 what call uh, uh, the variants, if uh, they are they are detecting as many as possible, so that so this one could have been detected. It could have been detected anywhere in the country because there's ongoing work, is what you're saying. Exactly, and I said it's a, it's, it was a, it through what we call the random assemblies. Unlike the direct way, a TT will go and say I'm, mm. I I exhibit the signs and symptoms. So okay. can you if I'm not positive. So the random means that uh, any any person could have went there maybe for something else. Then they also check uh, if this person is not positive for COVID. Okay, great stuff. Thank you so much, Foster Mahale, who speaks on behalf of the Department of uh, um, Health. Um, in a moment, we'll speak to Professor Julio Dolivera. Um, of course, uh, he was, you know, he's an expert in this area, and so he will just explain a little bit further from the, the science of these variants. Engaging and informative. Power Breakfast with TT on Power 98.7. All right, let's speak to Professor Trudio Dolivera, who is uh, the director of the KZN uh, Research Innovation and Sequencing Platform. Professor, good to have you with us. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, and good morning to all your listeners. Yeah. Prof, let me ask you, if you will, just to explain to us when, uh, the, in terms of the use of the language and the terminology, when they say a variant is a variant of interest, what does that actually mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you. So so just let's just become clear that mm. this new lineage, yeah, which it is the EG.5, it is part of the Omicron variant. Yeah, so so it's not a new new variant. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what we had yeah for the in the beginning of the pandemic, we have these classifications that we call a variant of concern when it's of great concern. Mm-hmm. So, for example, during the pandemic, we had the beta, which which was terrible in South Africa, very mm-hmm. high. Uh, that yeah, you have the Delta, and then we had the Omicron, yeah. But as the pandemic moved on, and we especially, for example, in South Africa, we saw less yeah severe waves. Yeah, the World Health Organization started to downgrade these lineages from variant of concern mm. to variant of interest, and the lower level is variant under investigation yeah mm-hmm. so at the moment the omicron eg.5 it is a variant of interest mm-hmm. so what it means is a much lower grade of danger than what we had in the beginning of the pandemic and that's one of hundreds mm-hmm. of lineages of omicron so it's still omicron this lineage, the EG.5, is not very different from the ones that have been circulating in South Africa for the last year. And fortunately, this, given the very high population immunity of South Africa, which I completely agree with the previous speaker of the DOH mm-hmm. yeah, about, about both vaccination and level of immunity, it means that we have not experienced 
the same level of disturbance to our lives as citizens with with any kind of non-pharmaceutical intervention. And also we haven't experienced any big wave of hospitalization and deaths. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what is the general, uh, as we may, as um, Foster Mohande there mentioned in our conversation, that this was discovered as part of ongoing work that is going uh, happening all the time. And, uh, you know, we are in flu, you know, what I guess we call it flu season. You know, we all have the sniffles, myself included here. Um, you know, the, at what point do doctors decide on whether they will test for, um, um, you know, COVID-19 or is it even necessary at all, given the fact that even if I do happen to be uh, positive, I'm likely to exhibit any uh, is, is, uh, obvious symptoms or, for that matter, get uh, severely ill? Okay. So, so as many of our viewers or listeners will be aware, South Africa has a very robust genomic surveillance program, to be honest, one of the best in the world, which was r- really handy during the, during the pandemic. Mm. This program is still continuous, yeah. I, I lead that program that's called the Network for Genomic Surveillance in South Africa. We have 10 genomic facilities across the country, including the National Institute for Communicable Diseases in Johannesburg, which every week we receive samples that were tested for COVID as well as influenza, and we do characterize the genome of the pathogen just to make sure that we are not seeing anything unusual, anything that could be more dangerous to the population. So that's ongoing work, what we call continuous surveillance that happened in South Africa. Yeah, Where these samples come from, as the representative of the Department of Health highlights, this is random sampling that's done across the country that go for diagnostics. So, for example, when someone presents yeah, sick on a, on a clinic or when sometimes someone want to travel and do a, a, a COVID test in a mm. diagnostic lab, both private and public, they send the samples to these nine genomic facilities, which we then characterize the genome. Mm. And every week, yeah, we send a report to the Department of Health so they can be aware as a country what is circulating both for influenza and both for COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, the timing uh, in terms of when it was uh, picked up, when this one was detected, could it um, have anything to do with the fact that, as I said, we are in what would be known as, I don't even know whether you scientists speak of flu season in the way that we do. I, I would imagine you do because this is a time so when we are all, you know, it's recommended that we take the flu vaccine and so on. Yes, yes. So, so, so this is an ongoing surveillance. Mm. It, it keeps on going the whole year. Yeah. So South Africa just passed, yeah, in technical terms, the, the, the wave of influenza, what is the flu season. Mm. This year we had, we had quite a bad one, which is not very surprised given that in the last few years we didn't have big waves of infections of, of, of influenza yeah so we are just passing that normally the flu season is normally associated with the winter why that that's the time that get cold that's mm. the time that people gather more inside yeah where i am here now today i'm in Stellenbosch. the weather is awful yeah so it's the kind of time that the flu season comes 
at the moment, we have three main respiratory viruses that are circulating in South Africa. The first one is the flu, the other one is the RSV, and the COVID, in addition to hundreds of cold virus. So it's very important to South Africa to have a system that can detect any unusual variant. So this one, the Omicron EG.5, what we say, we are alerted, we follow our protocols of reporting to the Department of Health, but we are not specifically concerned. Got you. Professor, thank you so much for taking our call. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Professor Julio Oliveira is an epidemiologist. He's the director of the KwaZulu-Natal Research, Innovation and Sequencing Platform. So don't, uh, no reason to, uh, for no reason to panic. And just do the usual, you know, um, that you would do it, you know, uh, that you have been doing. Um, but of course, at this particular case, there's no th- imminent threat of, uh, uh, you know, of a serious disease or as a result of contracting one of these uh, sub-variants of uh, Omicron. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.